Welcome to LexCity.tv. Happy Easter. What a great time in worship today as we celebrate Jesus. This is such a unique season and you, church, have been incredible. Hundreds of you have logged on to weekly groups on Zoom. LexCity youth have had dozens of students attending online on Wednesday nights. And more than 3,000 of you are joining us here every week on LexCity.tv. But you didn't just show up. You love people like the church should. You brought food to friends who were in need. You cared for the least of these in our city and you prayed for Kentucky. We've never been more proud of you in our community. On top of that, many of you have been financially generous. Lots of you signed up to give for the first time, which is crucial in helping us keep our facility clean and to keep our ministry happening now and through this crisis. Thank you, church. From the staff, elders, and board, let me say thank you. It's really easy to join in supporting the ministries and community of Lex City Church. Just go to lexcity.info and click on Give. With a few questions and some information, you can make a donation that is impactful and secure. I personally make it a regularly occurring gift so I don't have to think about it every week during service. Giving at lexcity.info is the easiest way to make a difference in your church. If you haven't followed our social media account, at Lex City Church, you should do that right now. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, MySmace, MySmace, Snapchat, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, MySpace, Tinder. Really just follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We all know MySpace doesn't even exist anymore. Thanks, Tom. Well, friends, today let's join Pastor Brian as he brings us a powerful and timely Easter message. Well, welcome to Easter 2020. These certainly are unprecedented times in our lifetime. In my 32 years of ministry, I've never experienced an Easter like today. Typically, the parking lots are full of cars and the church is, uh, is abuzz with people in their Easter finest, but today is not that day. I can count the number of cars on one hand that are in our parking lot, and most of you are at home in your finest Easter PJs. But yet today, more people will connect with Lex City than in the history of our church. These are amazing days, unprecedented days. And you know, like Y2K or 9-11, times in our life, these are gonna be the events that we will be sharing stories with our children and our grandchildren, what it was really like. So I wanna encourage you today to just take a moment, take a mental snapshot of where you are and who you're with. I mean, these are the things that are truly the most important. But like seasons of the Y2K or 9-11 or what we're feeling now with COVID-19, they are unsettling moments in our lives. There are times that make our feet feel like they're on shifting sand, like our future is unsettled. And so today, I wanna share with you what has been shared for over 2,000 years, where you can find a firm foundation, where you can find your hope, and where you can find your strength. And today we will see that that firm foundation is found in the person of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says this, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. And I love this. These words were written by the Apostle Paul. And a little bit later in this book, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes again why he has such confidence in this firm foundation. He's gonna say this that our confidence lies in not only the person of Jesus Christ, but it lies in the truth of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 to 14 says this, but tell me this, 
Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead? For there is, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised from the dead. And if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then our preaching is useless. Your faith is useless. Paul reminds us this, that everything, everything rises and falls on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead not simply because the Bible says so. I believe because a first century follower of Jesus named Matthew documented Jesus' life and his resurrection. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead because a first century Greek, a, a doctor named Luke, interviewed many, many people who had seen the resurrected Jesus and after interviewing those people came to the conclusion that Jesus truly was the Messiah. Look what Luke did. This first part of the book that we call, the book of Luke, says this in Luke chapter 1. It says, many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled amongst us. They used eyewitnesses' reports circulating amongst them from early disciples. Here's what Luke says. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain, here's what he said, of the truth of everything that you were taught. Luke says, as a doctor who understood the difference between life and death, says, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Why? Because I have interviewed countless people, and they have shared with me their, their firsthand accounts of them seeing the resurrected Savior. The Apostle Paul accounts that on one situation, over 500 people at one point saw Jesus in his resurrected body before us. And Luke says, listen, I, I believe because the people who were there amongst the 500, some of them were still alive, and because Luke says, listen, I can talk to those people. If this wasn't true, they would have refuted the account. They would have said, no, 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 Luke, that's not what it really happened. It wasn't really Jesus, but that wasn't the case. But you know, for me, one of the greatest evidences that Jesus was the Messiah, that he rose from his dead, I think is found in the relationship with James, his half-brother. You know, James wasn't a believer in Jesus during his ministry years, and who could... Who could blame them? I mean, who would actually ever believe that your sibling was the son of God? I, I don't think my sisters would have fallen for that had I tried. But at the end of James's life, we find James being the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. James believed this so much that he gave his life for that truth. James was stoned because he wouldn't stop preaching that Jesus, his half-brother, was the Messiah. So what changed in James's heart? How did he go from one who didn't believe to one that was willing to give his life for this? Because James also saw the risen Savior, Jesus, his half-brother. So powerful. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead because real men and women in human history have given a firsthand account of their interaction with the Savior. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead because I've experienced the same as the Apostle Paul has experienced. I've experienced the difference that Jesus can make in your life as a sinner and how God can change and transform you. I've experienced it and it has been so real in my life and I want that for you today. And so I wanted to start with that firm foundation. The truth that Jesus is who he says that he is and that he did what he said that he would do. And because we can have such confidence in that truth, today I wanna to share with you five truths to remember during the COVID-19 crisis that we're facing today. So if you've got your Bibles today, we're gonna to turn to the book of 1 Peter, 
If you got your phones, if you would, connect into lexcity.info. If you're new with us, can I remind you, lexcity.info was the place to find all the things that are happening at our church. It's the place where today you'll find our sermon notes. And so let's jump in together at 1 Peter chapter 5, and let me read it for you today. It says this. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus, so that after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. Today, let me give you this. Five truths, I think, to remember during times of suffering. And the first one is simply this, is that suffering is expected. Come with me again, 1 Peter chapter 5, and we see this. So that after you have suffered... You know, one of the things I love about the honesty of the Bible is it's not just a book of fairy tales that want to make you feel good. This is really the playbook that how you can live in a real world with real challenges, with real struggles, with real pain that we see here. You see, I think the thing that we need to remember is this, that we live in a fallen and we live in a sinful world. And one of the consequences of sin is suffering. You know, as a pastor, I get asked the question quite often, how could a good God allow suffering or something like the coronavirus to happen? Can I remind you today that God didn't create this virus. It's a consequence of a sinful and a fallen world, and that's where it was created. God has allowed it, and God will use it, but he was not the origin of it. So because we live in a sinful world, First Peter wants to remind us that, friends, we should expect that we will experience suffering. You know, one of the things that makes this pandemic so deadly was that we weren't expecting it in the same way. We, we have not experienced something like this since 1918 when the influenza uh, pandemic took over the world. And so we were caught off guard that something like this couldn't happen to us. We won't be affected with it in the same way. But the Bible teaches us that, listen, suffering is a part of the world that we live in. Suffering will be a part of our lives this side of heaven. In fact, suffering is going to increase even more until the day that the Lord returns. Now, I know that isn't very encouraging, so let me get you today to the hope that we are founding in in Easter. Number two, the principle is this, is that suffering is limited. Look at the last part of, of this verse. It says, so after you have suffered, here's the key, a little while. This is what I love, the truth of this, that there is an end to suffering, that suffering will not win. This is the wonderful truth of Easter. Uh, On Friday, Jesus goes to the cross and experiences unimaginable suffering and separation from his father. They then take his body and they lay it in the tomb. And there it lies for one day, two days, But on the third day, suffering is limited. Jesus rises from the dead, and as they say, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? That's the wonderful message and truth of Easter. And the resurrected Jesus models for us this truth that suffering is limited. Friends, that's such a powerful truth for us today because the pain of today is not your future. We're in the heat of it. We're in the mix of it right now, but this is not forever. And I just wanna encourage you, that truth doesn't diminish the pain that you're facing today. 
You know, for Tammy and I, we had a close college friend who passed away because of the COVID-19. Tammy, like many of you, has lost her job, a place that she loved, wonderful people that she worked with. She's now at home with me for 24 hours a day and maybe losing her mind. Uh, But all of these things, we're reminded again, are not forever. The pain you feel today will be the strength you experience tomorrow as we walk through this. But you know, as a follower of Jesus, this gets even better because I not only have that, but I have the promise of heaven. I'm reminded again that this life is temporary, but heaven is eternal. Revelations 21.4, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. The promise of heaven is that the struggles of this life will be gone forever. You know, at this time in history as a pastor, I I don't have any problem convincing people that there are struggles in life. I don't have any problem reminding people of their own mortality. All you have to do is turn on the TV and we're reminded every day that we're not in control. We're reminded of the preciousness of life that is before us. And so in light of that, let me ask you an important question this Easter. And that's simply this. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt where you will spend eternity? I'm gonna come back to that in a couple minutes, but I want you to take time and wrestle with that question. If you died today, do you know where you would spend eternity? You see, when Jesus rose from the dead, he did so not only to show that he had power over death, but he did that to show that he had power over sin, our sin, power over my sin and your sin, that we might have a relationship with him. Jesus rose from the dead that he can have that relationship with mankind, but even more specifically, he rose from the dead that he might have a relationship with with you. And that's the beauty of Easter. That's the message of Easter, that Jesus rose, that ye might be your Lord and Savior. You know, as a follower of Jesus, we not only get the hope of heaven, but what I love is we get help for every day. It brings us to the third thing, the third truth to focus on, and that's number three is this. Focus on the who. Peter, in this moment, moves his attention from the why or the what of suffering to the who. He moves his attention from the mess to, we'll see, to the Messiah. Look at the last part there in chapter five. And the things, where's the focus? It's his kindness, he will restore, and he will place. He moves that attention from the why and the what to the who. And and friends, my, my fear is this. Too many times we spend so much time and emotional energy trying to figure out the why and the what that we miss the who. And 1 Peter says, if you'll start with the who, the why, and the what, many times will fall into place. See, friends, at times like this, I don't have the answer to the why. I don't know why we're experiencing the coronavirus. I don't know how long it will last. I don't know what will be the long economic impact into our world and into our economy here in the United States. I don't know the why or the what, but listen, I know the who, and that's Jesus Christ. When I start my day focusing on the who, the why and the what of family dynamics, of the pressures of trying to make the bills at the end of the month, the the fear of getting sick, all of these things, they don't consume my heart in the same way if I start again with the focus on the who and let the why and the what work their way out throughout that. So friends, the question for you today is simply over these last couple weeks, where has your focus been? Have you been consumed with the why the what or the who? 
The fourth truth to remember about suffering is simply this, is live on promise. And I wanna share with you the last part. There are four promises that come to us through a relationship with the risen Savior. This is why I so want you to experience that kind of relationship with Jesus. Because I know in my life, I know during this time of quarantine, it has been these four promises that have sustained me. It has been these four promises that have encouraged me during this COVID-19. And so let's look a little closer at these four promises. First Peter, again, chapter five, it says this. He will, here are the promises, restore, support, and strengthen you and place you on a firm foundation. I mean, think about that. He will restore us to himself. He supports, he strengthens us. He will place us, I love this idea, on a firm foundation. Listen, what a promise in a time like this. When so much seems uncertain to say, Jesus says, listen, I will place you on this firm foundation. But listen, those promises only come true through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So let me go back to that earlier question. Do you know for sure where you will spend eternity? The Bible says you can know for sure, and that's through having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. By acknowledging your sinfulness and your need for his forgiveness. For acknowledging the fact that you need him to become Lord of your life. And friends, the Bible says you can do that through praying or confessing or just acknowledging it to the Lord. And so I wanna take a few moments today and just give you that opportunity if you've never done that to place your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. Again, it's not a magical prayer. It's not the words that save you. It's the attitude of your heart acknowledging your need for Jesus. And so if that's you today, just in the quietness of the moment, wherever you're at, will you just pray this with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I realize that I'm a sinner and I realize that my sin has separated me from you. But God, I thank you that you love me enough that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, but to raise again from the dead to show that he had power over the sin in my life. And so today, I'm placing my trust in you alone for the forgiveness of my sins and for the free gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer to place your faith in Jesus today, we are so excited for you. No greater decision can you make on no greater day than Easter to place your faith in Jesus. We'd love to not only celebrate with you, but we'd love to connect and come alongside and give you some resources to help you grow in your faith. The easiest way to do that, if you'll just click the link I prayed below, we'll be able to connect with you in that way. You know, for some of you, you may be still at the point where I've got some questions about faith and what this relationship with Jesus. Can I encourage you? We have a little link in our chat section here, and if you'll just click that, you'll be able to talk with somebody live on Zoom, and they can answer questions that you have and help you along in this faith journey. But again, today, if you placed your faith in Jesus, we are so excited. We wanna celebrate that, and that leads us to the fifth truth when it comes to dealing with suffering. And the fifth truth is simply this, is that suffering ends in worship. You know, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. But the beauty is, is that the story did not end there, that his suffering ends up in worship. Look at the last part of 1 Peter chapter 5, and he simply says this at the very end, all power to him forever, amen. 
And I love that. For thousands of years in different languages, in different parts all around the globe, in churches and cathedrals, in grass huts in the middle of the jungle, followers of Jesus have been worshiping on this day. Together we've been celebrating what a time that started with suffering on Friday ends with worship on Sunday as we worship our risen Savior. And so today, we want to join millions around the world celebrating and worshiping our risen Savior. Thanks for watching LexCity.tv. If you prayed that prayer to accept Jesus, first thing, Congratulations, it's the best decision you could have ever made. Second, we would love to connect with you and help you start following Jesus. Our mission here at Lex City Church is to know, follow, and share Jesus. Now that you've prayed that prayer, you know Jesus. Let us help you follow him. Go to lexcity.info and click I Prayed. Someone has probably also posted the link below in the comments, so you can click there too. Wow, what a great Easter to start following Jesus. If you have questions about your faith, Jesus, and what it all means, we have an online class called Starting Point. It starts next week, and we'd love to answer your questions. Sign up at lexcity.info. If you are watching this during our live Easter service, we still have people on Zoom to answer your questions. Follow the link in the comments to talk to someone live right now about faith and starting a relationship with Jesus. Next week, we don't want you to miss any of our new series. It's called Things Jesus Never Said. There's a lot of things Jesus never said that surprisingly Christians often say. I can't wait for this new series. Make sure you follow us at Lex City Church, and we'll see you right back here next week at lexcity.tv.